Welcome to another Catholic Family News special report. I'm Brian McCall, the Editor-in-Chief of Catholic Family News, and we have a really important program uh, for this season of Lent that we, uh, as we're recording this, we're in the first full week of Lent. And as we're going to talk about a new book that has uh, recently been published uh, by Father uh, Jeffrey Jambon, The Ignatian uh, Meditation, uh, which I have my copy, which I've been reading here. So I'm going to bring Father into the studio, and we can begin talking about the topic of Ignatian spirituality and the uh, meditations. Welcome to Catholic Family News, Father. Thank you very much, Brian. Now, your name is probably familiar to at least some of our viewers, at least those who subscribe to the newspaper, because you were writing for us for a time uh, some meditations on the spiritual exercises, uh, some of which are the basis of the, the book. Uh, but maybe for those who, who didn't read those or who don't know you, could you just maybe start by telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, and, and uh, just a little background? Oh, yes, sure. Yes, I, I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, and um, I joined a seminary when I was 17 years of age. Uh, I joined the Legionaries of Christ, and because of the troubled order, I left uh, 12 and a half years ago, and, uh -huh. um, coming up at 12 years. And uh, so it's been kind of hard to find a place to get settled. Um, but as soon as I got out of my order, I, I discovered that I had to search for tradition because I, I thought out there in the mainstream, it would ver be very important to protect my faith um, by a holy tradition, you know, Latin mass and all the yes. all the traditions of our forefathers. And so uh, anyway, so I've I've landed now finally here in Missouri and I'm the chaplain, the full-time chaplain of the Benedictines of Mary, which I'm very grateful and I'm feeling very fulfilled as I'm taking this role. Wow, that that's that's wonderful. And uh, that's great to hear. You know, we've all had our journeys. We have a lot of different people on the program. We've kind of come from different roots. And uh, that's that's great that you found tradition and that you found uh, a, a place there. I'm sure that the Benedictine sisters are happy to have you. Uh, there is their, their chaplain. Uh, so as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, um, Catholic Family News subscribers have seen for several years some uh, monthly articles uh, reflecting on the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. Um, why don't you start with maybe just a little bit giving us an introduction for those who maybe haven't been on a retreat before or, or, um, or aren't familiar with it, what the spiritual exercises are. What is uh, Ignate? What are these meditations that you, you write about, what they're drawn from? Give us a little background. Yes, well, definitely it's, an, it's a spiritual experience, an encounter with our faith to the very roots. And mm -hmm. I think it was a time when St. Ignatius Loyola in the 1500s, when he had to uh, face Protestantism, Mm. Um, and, and there was a lot of the spirituality going on about, uh, you know, religion becoming just a, a, an experience of feelings. And so he wanted to go well beyond that. He knew that we had to deal with feelings because uh, that was like the thing of the day. But he wanted to bring people down into the very depths of holy Catholicism so that the entire person, not just the feelings. And I think he really unraveled all of those uh, prejudices and things of the spirituality in Europe at the time. And then he was able to really rake in a lot of these people who are disoriented. So I think that the spiritual exercise in its core is us to face God with all that we are, not just our feelings, but with our intellect, with our will, with our hearts, and, and especially our availability to God so that he can mold us into his saints. 
Uh, excellent. It, it, it's really interesting as you talk about that, that his his creation of the, the spiritual exercises uh, really coincided with the spread of Protestantism that was very emotionally based. But in our time, you know, we have modernism, which is kind of the next uh, Protestantism 2.0, I sometimes say, uh, the <laughs> next next version in, in degeneration. Uh, yeah. But again, that that appeal to emotion, that thinking about things purely on an emotional level and not not clearly uh, thinking out ideas uh, is just as important now. So I think that makes you're right. His his spiritual exercises as relevant uh, today. So so Saint Ignatius composed these for a, a 30 day uh, retreat that people would 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 work through. Uh, why then did you write this book? So what are what is your uh, your reason for the book? I mean, why what, people could just read the spiritual exercises? What do you do in the book? Correct. Yeah, I really think that our times are very special. This crisis that we have, mm. and I really believe that the call is against this modernism by Our Lady in Fatima. Mm. So we have this kind of this wake up call. We got to get back to what we what Catholics really supposed to be. But then, in order to sustain that, a, a daily nourishment, I think the spiritual exercise is the best tool that we can use in order to be um, founded on rock mm. and really keep our faith and keep our motivation and keep our eyes clear. Because I think that without it, I think we'll be like a bowl of jello just wobbling all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I really think, and and that's and that's what prompted me to write this book because I've been doing this since I entered the seminary uh, 30, 32 and a half years ago, and we've been doing it every every year for eight days of spiritual exercises, and then we did the whole thirty years two years before ordination to priesthood, um, mm. and and we really I give I give this my seminary and so forth. We they they really did a good job because they brought us to the the original sources of the exercise. It wasn't this modern way of doing it. It mm. was like, it was like going back to the old old fashioned way of doing things. So, so I really always loved this. And so I wanted to really share that, especially with the audience that is traditional mm -hmm. um, to really give them the tools necessary to, to embrace a solid spirituality, keep them at peace and keep them fighting for Christ. That's the most important thing in the church. Right. Well, that's, uh, very true. And it, it's important in our world um, with so many distractions. Uh, and Lent is a good time to rec recognize how many distractions we have. But with so many distractions, to to take that time and return to first things. So, I mean, for example, the first um, uh, meditation, the first topic we're supposed to meditate on is the the principle and foundation, you know, what the, the getting back to first things. And, uh, you know, our our we live in a generation, I don't know if you'd agree, where we don't like, people don't like to think about first things. Oh, don't think about that. You know, keep, keep distracted. Um, and, and so it's really important that St. Ignatius, I think, said to, to start there, start at the beginning. What, what's the first principle on, on what are we, we based? Um, so, so is this book, I guess, so people understand, did you write these reflections, these, these guidelines or, 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 uh, further elaborations, I guess, by way, way to say about the, the points that St. Ignatius wants us to think about just for priests then, if you encounter in the seminary, or is this something appropriate for, for even our lay viewers to, uh, to read? Yes. Well, I had mostly in mind the laity, mm -hmm. um, even though I've given these spiritual exercises to, to, to clerics and to religious. Uh, but my main focus was the lay people because I've mostly given them to lay people. 
So uh, since I became a priest, I've, I've been able to do this many weekends um, around the country, around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was able to, to kind of develop, a, I guess, my own notes on all my mm-hmm. my experiences. And so I just want to say, I say, I have this. I would like to just publish it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so it really happened. Um, and so so, yeah, that, that was like the origin of my intention. Mm-hmm. So uh, then, you know, maybe um, you're not able to get to a spiritual retreat or, you know, an actual, which is really the best way to get, get away from the world where you can do yeah. this, but, but uh, maybe not able to find you to, to be a, a um, retreat master. Uh, this way they can access, people can access, as you say, your notes, really the conferences you would have given to inspire a retreatants. So uh, perhaps in the spirit of Maximilian Colby, it's a use of modern means, publication you know, to uh, to uh, help help people. Uh, so uh, what have you, maybe can you share with us having given preached retreats um, to, you know, clergy and religious, what, what, what kind of fruits have you seen from people who mm-hmm. use uh, the spiritual exercises, as you say, as a foundation of their spiritual life, their interior life. Do you have any uh, observations over these years of, of things, good things you've seen come out of it? Yes. You know, uh, bringing these people, uh, some of them were kind of raw, you know, not mm-hmm. really experienced, not really experienced with their faith or left their faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they come to it. And usually, usually I separate the groups. I just do women, only women yes. or, or only men. And so they have a time to really recollect and to be there. And I've seen people, you know, kind of absorb the talks, go to their prayer and really change their lives. But from the very depths of their soul and usually what really cracks things open is the general confession that St. Ignatius uh, suggests Mm. people people do. And they just pour out their souls and grace just fills them so deeply. Mm. And uh, but not not like that passing feeling, but that we're. When they finish the retreat, they really make some resolutions that are uh, graphically different from that from their previous lives, and they really mm. prove them and they really fulfill them, which is just an, a tremendous experience that I've seen. Not not everybody to that uh, Saint Paul level of you know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know so some things are gradual, but I have noticed that people really made a difference in their prayer life and their embracing yes. of their of their daily duties. You know. That's interesting you mentioned that because um, I, I grew I don't know I grew up in a sort of Novus Ordo just typical diocesan Catholic uh, parish went to uh, Catholic school for twelve years and what I interesting in retrospect you know talking about, oh prayer you have to pray you have to pray but nobody ever really taught me to pray I am I, I, really taught I mean again beyond oracular prayer or memorizing our Father or the Hail Mary we at least did have the Rosary for most of my you know, until high school, but in, in grade school, most of the time we prayed that, but beyond just repetitive vocal prayer, nobody really ever explained how to pray. Well, you should just go in the church and pray. I mean, do you, have you found that, that many Catholics have never really been given that, that, that prayer, we tend to think maybe in a modern sense, oh, prayer is just natural. We'll just know how to do it. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing that you said that because some people don't have those tools. And I think mm. the retreat is geared to teach people that, or at least give them um, some idea for they can make their own experience. So I, I give you an example. Uh, mm. Saint, Saint Ignatius is so concrete when it comes to <laughs> describing the scene. So he wants us to use our imagination. Mm-hmm. He wants he wants us to use our um, intellect, our will. Mm-hmm. Um, he he puts everything. So therefore, he paints uh, an absolutely majestic scene of any given gospel story. Mm. 
and and he wants the people and, and he just he kind of like, well, I don't know about him, but I mean, the, the preacher is to develop the theme so that the people feel themselves there. Mm. They feel as though they're protagonists, like they're they're in there. They, and, and usually when a preacher, instead of just saying a bunch of jokes and you know, whatever, <laughs> yes. I, I, I think it's important that the preacher really speaks about their problems that they're going through. Like, like really say, OK, these are the problems and these are the solutions. And usually the people react tremendously. They give great attention. They they want to know how to go about it. So you give them all of that, and then they break away. And what's very important about the retreat is the silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, without the exterior and interior silence, uh, the retreat will produce very little fruits. And so they they break away from a given talk, and with all those fresh ideas they just got in their head, like for example, uh, the hidden life of Christ. So you describe what the house looks like in Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can smell the, the the straw that's around. Um, you know, all this stuff. And then they go to their, their kneeler or to the chapel afterwards. And they, they just pour out theirs as if they're there and they're talking to the, to the characters of the gospel. They're begging mm. our Lord grace. They're begging him all these things. And it's just a movement of grace. That's very strong. I've noticed, you know, through the years. Yes. Well, no, that that's, that's very true. And it's important you mentioned silence again. That's another topic that, is is really i think sensitive for modern modern people we're we are surrounded by by noise everywhere and noise in a literal sense but even even beyond you know physical noise just all these as i said distractions but but particularly everywhere we go you go into a store you're on a train there's always music background you know uh, there i know cardinal sarah has written an interesting book on on this topic on the importance of silence Uh, but i don't know my first retreat that i made I remember when I, I when it ended, uh, I laughed and went to the airport, and I was I was almost overwhelmed. I couldn't go through the airport because of how how much how much input there, how much sound there was, so much how much noise that we I wouldn't have probably noticed before. Um, but it, but it, it, it is important if we're if we're hearing all these things, it's kind of hard. It's hard to hear the the voice of God, right? Because we know, you know our Lord uh, in the Old Testament, the story with Elijah, he spoke, he whispered. And if we have all this other noise, we're, we're not going to hear him. So that's a, a great point. Right. Um, and, and, uh, another layer to that was, um, you know, I just I just finished my eight days the other day. So I do it every year. So I just finished mm. it. And someone told me, hey, Father, ba- welcome back to the world, you know. And I, <laughs> and, and, and I thought to myself, you know, this is not. This is almost like the not the real world. The real world was, was in my retreat where yes. God God is so eminent, He's so present, you know. Yeah. So anyway, just another layer of that silence. That, that reality just hits us full force, yes. you know. Yes, yes, very true. Um, so as as those who've made a retreat know, the the spiritual exercises are again divided into sort of weeks, groups of weeks, and then different themes within them. You've already mentioned a few. There's there's several periods period dedicated to meditation on the gospels, the, the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord, uh, certain dedicated to sin and repentance. Um, among all this sort of wealth of topics, do you have a, a, a in making a retreat and in, in writing these, do you have a, one of the meditations that you particularly like that particularly affects you uh, all the time? Yeah. You know, I saw your question and I kind of yes. laughed to myself because <laughs> it, it's like, it's like one massive experience that, yes. de- that develops by, by incrementals, you know, yes. crescendos. Uh, now the thing that really has moved me much was um, the meditation on the uh, three levels of generosity. 
Mm. Um, so St. Ignatius would call that uh, Los Tres Binarios. Mm. And there, I think that third level of generosity, when he, when he describes that, I think that is at the very core of the entire retreat. So, so everything is trying to, to, to um, point itself to that direction. So, so when St. Ignatius, he's not trying to take away sin. He's at this point, he's not trying to uh, get you to feel guilty. Uh, but what he's, what, what he's trying to do is, is try to get the soul to detach itself to the inordinate affections one feels about anything. He wants us just to be completely bare before God so that God can say X, Y, and Z, and the soul will be prompt, heroic, mm-hmm. and embracing all at the same time with great love. And, mm-hmm. and in, order to, in order to get to that point, we can't just be there. We have to kind of organically start from the beginning mm-hmm. and from, from like a grassroots. So that's why you have the principle and foundation. Then you have the whole meditations about sin and then you 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 the the temporal king that he calls, and so all these things are just little pieces that are trying to put this uh, puzzle together. And then finally, when you get to the third level of generosity, then you say, "Well, Lord, here I am. I mean, you I've already seen how great you are, how you love me, and mm. now I just want to give it my all." Uh, and that's very taxing to us fallen creatures because we, we're not uh, spontaneously uh, in tune to that. Mm. You know? And so and so the, then once that once that the center of the retreat happens with that, with the the third level of generosity, then it builds on. Then it goes to the to three levels of humility and then all of, uh, you know, passion, death and love of our Lord and the public life and all that. Uh, mm. But that but that's in order to kind of put flesh on this principal core. So I think mm. that's, what's, that's what's really important about it. Um, that's interesting. It's interesting you pick, pick that one. I see how you see it as kind of the, the, the centerpiece of, of the whole 30 day or the whole, the whole experience. It's interesting. When I first went on a retreat, the, the one that struck me uh, the most was the, I think when you referred the the two standards, the one mm-hmm. where the, the sort of two Kings, the two kingdoms are so vividly described and, and you're in this field and have to, which way am I going to go? And, and I don't know, again, for, for many of us, maybe who, who were raised somewhat Catholic, right? Believe me, Catholic, but not really having the full truth. Uh, The reason I think it struck me is I I thought, well, I've never really chosen this. I'm so glad to have found tradition. I sort of, God led me along, but but now I actually have to make this not just, I'm doing this, but a choice. Am I really really choosing to be under the standard of Christ the King rather than the devil? Um, And and it never had really struck me in those terms, uh, as you say before, making it visible. I remember the retreat master, as much as you do, I appreciated your meditations on that one in here, just made that such a vivid scene for me that every yeah. moment is a moment of choice. Which way are you going to go? Right. So, you know, and, and to follow up on that choice. Um, hmm. Now, when I say it's at the core, that, that third level of generosity, right. but then there's an extended core as well, that even is probably even more important, which is that third level of humility. Hmm. So therefore they, in order to have that third level of humility, that third level of generosity is like the base of that. So it's kind of like it kind of feeds on each other. Hmm. No, it's very interesting. Well, wow. uh, so are there um, anything else you'd really like to share about maybe what you, you've 
learn from putting the book together? Any other advice you'd like to, to give our, our viewers who will be watching this in, in Lent? Yes, you know, I, I think the soul needs to come not, not to be afraid mm -hmm. uh, when, when one makes the retreat or to read this book in a prayerful way at home, um, even in spite of duties and noises. But, um, mm -hmm. but I think what's very important is that you throw the stats outside the window <laughs> <laughs> and you place yourself before the physical flesh of Christ in the Holy Eucharist. And mm -hmm. you, you, you know that Christ can do anything he wants at any given second. Um, and you just let yourself be, be led, led by the spirit with such passion, mm -hmm. conviction, um, freshness and all his power. And then to self efface. Mm -hmm. And so once that happens, then God can do a lot of things. I'll give you one example of this is, uh, the part where he says at the beginning, when he talks about the incarnation, he says, I ask for the grace to know Christ experimentally, like interior knowledge of Christ, so that I may, without any options, love him. And because of that, without any options, then I can follow him. Now, mm. that that petition is he's going to be asking us to do it for the rest of the retreat, for all the rest of the, the two and a half weeks that remain. Um, and, and it's a petition that's it's a gift. Uh, but it needs to be begged for so much. It needs to be wanted so much that God will give it to us. And we can only have it gradually if if we have given his due. We've been generous with mm -hmm. God, you know, so. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. Well, for our viewers, if you've been inspired, hopefully by uh, by this, you can uh, purchase uh, the book, uh, Ignatian Meditations. Uh, from Romanitas Press. And uh, I've mentioned this before, but if you've never been to uh, Romanitas Press, uh, they, they do publish books, but their website is really a wealth of other uh, information. They have a whole lot of information on particularly serving and offering the traditional mass, uh, and then lots of uh, other things that can be purchased in addition to books. Um, that would support the traditional Latin mass. But uh, I was very happy to see they've published a lot of really good books in the past, but that they uh, accepted your book and have been uh, distributing it. So it's only 1850. Uh, think about, I mean, how much you spend, you, you may spend more on, you know, going out to dinner one night on that. So uh, you'll have something priceless in, in this book for, uh, for that. So here it is. It's at, uh, as I said, Romanitas uh, Press, which is romanitaspress.com. There you can see the the website directly uh, to the book and I'll also try to post that along with the, the video. Um, so again, hopefully this discussion has inspired uh, some of you to um, purchase the book as father said, use it at home for spiritual reflection or even better uh, find a good traditional priest that is offering the spiritual exercises. Um, uh, father says, you know, he has traveled around to it, but, but again, it's important. You need to find a good priest that's well-trained in it because as father said, uh, some of some more modern people have kind of taken St. Ignatius' idea and twisted it. So you want to make sure you're going for the getting the real thing, the real like the real mask, getting the real thing. So uh, <laughs> hopefully right. that will will inspire you uh, uh, to do that. Well, thank you for joining us, and and again for those who had been reading, you know, back in the past few years, you've seen little bits of this book uh, in the paper, and so hopefully that will inspire you to to purchase the whole book. Well, we wish you every. Uh, 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 best wishes there with the Benedictines in, in Missouri and hope uh, you and they have a very fruitful, fruitful, holy season of Lent.
Yes. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. And uh, thank you for watching the video. And if you've enjoyed this, please share it. Again, this may touch someone. So send it to the various contacts you have. And if you've enjoyed uh, always our free content, please consider subscribing to Catholic Family News, uh, where you can uh, find a monthly periodical delivered uh, to you electronically or in paper form to, to your door, where many of the topics we discuss in these videos, you'll find more uh, information uh, about them. Thank you, everyone. I wish all of you uh, as well a happy and holy Lent and look forward to seeing you next time.